Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. letting it play i'm just watching you waiting for singing we're back (laughs) keepers podcast that's how i felt about the top gun sequel this weekend oh my god yeah just about that level of excitement who well okay first hi i'm jared this is holly you already heard the intros but this is the real intro we're back it's our sixth episode finally episode six we're here uh after a few weeks of being uh away from it but not away from the game been paying attention and uh, we're loaded up and ready to talk some soccer. Let's do it. Uh, Holly, but you'd mentioned Top Gun. I did. Who is Maverick in the NWSL? Who is Maverick? Oh, my God. I know. Is there a Maverick? Do you, do you have one? You're putting me on the spot here. Like So some, so Maverick is, is someone who's really good at their job. Um, but honestly, it's like not the team. It's maybe like not the team captain. Right. Like, it's the well, lone maybe. wolf. No, it's Maverick lone, is the lone, lone wolf, wolf. Who, who ignores all the rules, gives the finger to the system, and is like, you know. But go- backs it up. But is better than everybody else. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, mm, mm. who's giving a finger to the system in the mm. NWSL? I mean, I would say, I, you, know, you know what? Huh? I, I think it might be Megan Rapino. I went to Rapino Because yeah. you know why? Maverick doesn't fly all the time anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maverick's a little... It's been around a few, a few decades. Yeah. So Megan Rapino uh-huh. doesn't play 90 minutes, but when she comes in there, it's like shot on goal, shot on goal, key pass, you know, has a chance to score, just immediately changes the game. Yeah. Assist, penalty kick. And then what she boot. did for what we're going to talk about. Right. And so the tie in there Boom. is, uh, oh God, I lost it. I lost it. Oh no. <laughs> Brain freeze. No, it, oh man. Oh no. Here, I'll jog your memory. Rangan Rapino, Top Gun, Maverick, Lone Wolf. And then I was saying that it's going to get into our next story. Ah, I got it. Thank you. All right. Maverick can do the impossible and lead people to do the impossible. And so can Megan Rapino as one of the key leaders of the equal pay lawsuit against U.S. soccer and the subsequent settlement and CBAs. To give women and men equal pay in U.S. soccer. I mean... Can I get a sound drop for that? Uh, yes, you can. Thank you. <laughs> well earned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, since we've been gone, that's the story. Like, that is the story. Yeah. That's what's happened in the yeah. world of soccer. Yeah, let's break it down. There, yeah, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? It's a so, lot. So the women and the men's teams came together and signed two CBAs that equalize FIFA prize money. So let's say the men go to Qatar and reach the round of 16. They'll win $13 million from FIFA. The women, let's say, go to the World Cup and win. They'll win $7 million from FIFA. Pulled together, that's $20 million. It's a 90-10 split with U.S. soccer. So U.S. soccer goes home with $2 million, $18 million left. 
women's and men's team take nine each. That's amazing. That's that's leadership on a global scale. There's a rev share model for for TV, for broadcast rev share. There's an equal rate for tickets. The price is the same. It's not a percentage of, of different ticket prices. Um, there's equal compensation, bonuses, and pay for camp. There is uh, more women named to game day rosters, so that means more women get paid at this level. And there's equal resources in terms of venue and travel. And I just... I, I'm, I'm, I just don't even know where to begin in terms of, what are you doing over there? I'm reading a story. Okay. I'm reading the athletic story as you speak. I'm trying to find a good quote that I was, I saw earlier. Okay. No, I'm paying attention, fully paying attention to this. Uh, okay. <laughs> For everyone listening, I was scrolling through my phone instead of my computer and uh, I was, and I was I'm about to pour my heart out about something that is so I'm in. completely, I'm in. completely close to the bone. And I look over and Jared's like legit texting on his phone, not texting. I'm like, are you talking about the boys vacation to somewhere right now? Because that's yeah. a good hack joke right there. Yeah. No, I'm looking at, I'm trying to find a midge purse quote. So but pour your heart out. Yeah, I Let's got do it. it. <laughs> I got it for you. Uh, this is a landmark decision. It's, uh, you know, it. In college, I, I what I, what I wrote my honors thesis around was what, how pop culture and what we say and do in pop culture reflects what we think about gender and gender roles in our society, and so to me, this is like a, an anchor point, for looking forward into the future. Because sports is a very, very significant and influential part of pop culture. And for a leading sports league that's a global sport, arguably the most popular global sport, you know, for our country to lead the way and say, we're going to pay women and men equally. This is the right thing to do. Here's how we do it. That just, um, that lays the foundation for not only women in soccer leagues all over the world, and not only women in sports, but women in general, because it's it's very transparent, it's very public. It's not a corporation saying like, oh, we're gonna do a diversity study and do a pay study, and we're like, oh, we're like 99% close, or oh, we're 70% close, but we're gonna do better. It's like, no, we just did better. And, um, and I also wanna say that allyship is critical. Uh, I was reading an article where Walter Zimmerman, who's a center back for the U.S. men's team, was like, you know, the the key turning point for us was when we sat at the table with the women and we were listening in on their negotiations, and we came to see and and feel that this is what's right, and this is what we needed to do to go forward. And I've known for some time now that it's it goes nowhere without without allies, without men leaning in as allies as well. So. Huge props to them. Huge props to Cindy Parlocone for her leadership as the new U.S. soccer president for for um, coming to the table, unlike her predecessor. And uh, you know, huge props to generations of women on the U.S. national team who fought for this. It's I'm speechless with pride. Yeah, I mean, you've you you've totally uh, harnessed the weight of the moment. And, um, I guess for my kind of shout out and something that I was thinking about was just all the women 
that played before when this team started in the late 80s, early 90s, and how long the fight actually was. Like, it just wasn't this past five years. You know, it was decades. And what did they have to do? Do you know how, what they had to do just to even get to this point? And it wasn't just stand up for themselves. They actually had to go out there and beat every other country pretty consistently just to be put into the topic of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's shitty, but it's amazing that they, you know, it's on one end shitty that you'd have to do that. But then they said, okay, we'll overcome that hurdle. And then we'll win multiple World Cups, win multiple other cups and tournaments just to get your attention. And then the public becomes, you have now grown this fan base. I mean, the players by themselves grew the game. By themselves. Mm -hmm. No help from U.S. soccer, you know, until just now. No help from, you know, ownerships or professional leagues or anything. It was, and you can't say that about any other sport. None. Like, okay, the NBA and WNBA. Cool. They're never going to come to this kind of conclusion. You know, the NHL and there isn't even professional women's soccer or uh, hockey right now. There's not even anything there. Baseball, softball. You're not going to get anything. The women in this sport grew the game of the past 40 years to get it to this point. And now you have complete equality within the sport. They completely, and, and to bring it back to what we're talking about, which is NWSL and fantasy NWSL, it's huge because there's a, there's a quote I was reading from, Midge Purse, I think it was, who said, I'm really happy that people aren't signing for 16000 like I did when I was still in college. So the fact that they've grown this game and had multiple professional leagues, and now you're 10 years into the NWSL, and now, because of this fight that you've had with U.S. soccer for decades, now the NWSL has a CBA because of it. So now you get these players that don't have to work two jobs. Maybe they do, but I mean... You're not making $16,000 anymore. I mean, whatever it is. Maybe you're making triple that, which is a giant leap. And none of this happens. None of it. There's no pro soccer without this. And there's no cushion for not making the team because it's riskier now, like they were saying in the in the, uh, the athletic article that broke it, broke it down really well, is that it's riskier now because of all these incentives and, and things. But you couldn't take that risk before because you didn't have the pro league to do it. Right. So now you've got now this you cushion. Do. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I look at it as like decades of work and winning and you will you won't see that in any, any other sport. I think the closest thing you'll see is the individual sports like tennis and boxing and UFC. You'll see individual players like Serena Williams or Ronda Rousey or whoever it might be do so well and become you know, famous within their own right and grow the game individually. But to grow the game with like dozens of people over 40 years is super impressive. It's it's unreal. And like when you read this, when you put it on paper, like go read the athletic article if you haven't about this, like breaking down exactly how the men's and women's teams are splitting cup money. Like, okay, hey, FIFA's not going to do it. So here we go. You guys combined 120 million. So 90% of it goes to you all. So 45% to one team, 45% to the other team, 10% to US soccer. Boom. And then it's phenomenal. It, 
the fact it, it's uh, you're not going to see this kind of this kind of cooperation anywhere else, like in, across the no, landscape. No, this kind of collaboration and support and and really, um, you know, coming to the table to do the right thing is. It's uh, I'm I'm moved. And you know what is huge about this, and no one ever really talks about, is that men's soccer and women's soccer are the same. Can you think of one thing that's, oh, like tennis, less sets, um, boxing, shorter rounds, you know, whatever it might be, WNBA. We have quarters, not, you know, oh, not, oh, sorry, uh, um, um, that, that's uh, basketball, college basketball and men's. Oh, we have quarters. And we have, like, there's always some kind of difference, you know? Well, this is Something. an argument for that being unnecessary. Yeah, and it was right? not necessary even when they started. Right. There's no reason for that. And I guess WNBA and NBA is, is, is you know, the same rules, same everything. So there's something there. But, like, there, there's no reason to have any differences. And if you start off with differences, it's harder to get rid of them when you've played them for so many decades. So just a lot of wrinkles, and we could talk about this the whole show. I mean, this is the probably, I mean, is this, I mean, you have, what, Title IX 50 years ago? Mm-hmm. Is this like in that, is this, this is definitely what a top, this is top one, two or three women's. I mean, I would say yes. It's not, it's not uh, systemic in the way that federal legislation is where it touches, um, you know, an entire country from, you know, age five through age 22 in terms of support and parity for opportunity and, and money. But I think, um, you know, I think it's, it's up there because it's, it's public. It's it's arguably equally public in a different way, and it's it has global implications, right? Because it's figured out. It's putting pressure on FIFA at a global level to do the right thing. Because it's figured out how to, um, you know how to how to get around FIFA's disparity and how to how to improve it. And it's setting an example for. Um, you know, I mean, my patriotism comes out, right? Like it's America leading, leading the world and doing the right thing and, and setting an example of, um, of moving forward. And I, I love that. Yeah. You, you hope that other countries follow suit and they can, they can do it. Um, and I, I hope try not to be too pessimistic. I hope that this isn't just bail FIFA out. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we're not going to, we don't have to change anything because they figured it out. So hopefully it motivates FIFA to say, "Hey, we look bad." So let's let's yeah. figure this out. Well, it won't because immediately, but it'll be it'll be the first, you know, it'll be the first stone in terms of the weight put on them. You know, it won't it, that won't be the tipping point, but it'll be the start. What other countries are going to do this? I don't even know who else is even close. Well, Australia, New Zealand, and Norway have equal pay between their men's and women's national team, but they don't split equally split FIFA prize money. So, you know. Yeah. Perhaps this will motivate them. Yeah. Um, just dive into it. I want to touch upon a couple other really quick oh, things yeah, yeah. that are, that oh, are yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. Get some other stories. That, that, that surprised me. I haven't even looked. <laughs> I like this. I like going in cold. All right. I'm running the news today. I Just briefly, this is just interesting. Um, oh, can I do this? All right. <laughs> NWSL expansion is top of mind for Commissioner Jessica Berman with widespread interest from potential cities, the Athletic reports. So this is interesting. NWSL is, er, NWSL is taking a step back and rethinking their, their expansion plan. Um, and they're testing the waters in terms of valuations of teams. And they're, they're so far initially getting anything from $35 million to $100 million valuation. And they've got interest from 
Salt Lake, NorCal, Atlanta, Nashville, Phoenix. Salt Lake wants a team again. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, which, you know, Have fun got a new stadium. Strong argument there for my hometown. Uh, Las Put Vegas, a- Denver. And even, even thinking about how do we handle Canada? Are they going to do their own National League? Are they not? Um, so I just think this is going to be an interesting story to watch develop over the next several months as, you know, what is their plan? How many... How many teams can the league support in expansion at the same time? What kind of opportunity this engenders? What kind of fan base this engenders? What kind of investment it engenders? How much more money it pours into the sport? Um, I think it's going to be a fascinating story. Yeah, I'm sure a few people had the same train of thought before San Diego and LA, mm-hmm. um, but they're such good markets. But we've seen what happens. I mean, we, you and I have been to multiple games in LA. It's I don't want to say unreal, but when you compare it to what other teams are doing, it blows them out of the water. Um, you you go to a game in LA and you're like, this is a sporting event. Absolutely. Um, maybe it doesn't do it justice, but when I watch a game in North Carolina, they have a lot of great fans, but when I watch a game and there's 5,000 people, maybe, maybe four, and then there's 18 or 19 at... In LA now, I know there's that new buzz, but I mean, come on! Like, I don't want to rip a team out uh, out of somewhere. But if one thing expansion the the not threat, but I guess the looming cloud of expansion does to other teams is that it might make teams nervous. Where they go, we got to build something up. We got to keep our team. Either teams double down or they get rid of them. And the ones that don't want to put the investment in, then they should have had a team to begin with. So all this looming stuff, I love it because it's just cool. If nothing happens, maybe some teams get some new facilities. If something does happen, cool. We've got, and they, they, they're going to pick markets. They're not going to make them the same mistake and be like Sacramento, maybe. No, sorry, Sacramento. It's not happening. <laughs> Go to a place where the city is excited about having a team. I know, right? Like Las Vegas, who's dying for sporting teams and has all the money I don't to know. build facilities. I just don't know about Vegas. Yeah, nobody thought about them for football or soccer either, but come on now. Um, or, or, oh, oh, hockey. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah, yeah. hockey. Oh, I my meant God. to say hockey, not Yeah, soccer. that's true. Hockey in the desert, that's true. Um, it's worked. Okay, it, it, yeah, it could. Um, I mean, that's a fun place to see a hockey game. Yeah, uh, I just wait until the hockey team is horrible and wait until the Raiders are horrible. And then it's like, you're only, only going to have away fans. I, I, I Okay, I love these hubs. Come on now, you're just arguing with for the sake of arguing with me on this one. I love to argue with you. What's All right. next? All right, I got one <laughs> last thing here. We're not going to argue about this. We're, we're just going to take a moment. Uh, we were, uh, as Jared said, we were at the ACFC game against Gotham on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we were wearing orange. Ah, uh, yes. And... Uh, you know, I think several teams were doing this. Um, Houston is doing a, a, you know, charity thing to raise money by auctioning jerseys. Oh, Rain is also wearing orange. Um, you know, everybody coming together in the middle of the field in a big circle to take a moment and uh, publicize our thoughts around. ending senseless violence via gun control. Um, yeah. I mean, I work in the news business and it sucks. And, um, seeing uh, there was more today. There was more shoot. There was a shooting in Tulsa today. Um, 
at a medical facility. Um, um, I guess sports role in this whole thing. Um, a lot of leagues are really good at it now, but there is a maybe a little hint of um, a little more. What word am I looking for with the NWSL? Um, the NWSL is kind of built on causes, I've, and there's no other league. We brought this up before. That's kind mm-hmm. of built its built its whole it's built its image, and it sucks saying that, but it's it's no, it's, it's their a true mission image, is intrinsically tied to values yes. and different teams and different players, whether it's trans rights or anti gun violence and all this. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what else to say. It's just it 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 sucks, and I I I did like being at the game when everyone was together and um, it felt like everyone in the crowd got it. And um, yeah, it's, I'm glad that I'm glad that it, I, I don't know. It, I'm just glad it's on a, as a sports fan that um, I'm uh, becoming a bigger and bigger fan every day in, in a league that cares about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And is using their, their visibility and their platform for social activism and, and also for us to come together as a community in moments like this. Yeah. 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 Um, no easy way to transition into this. Let's make an awkward so we, segue. We gotta, yeah, we got to do an, an awkward segue. We, we are a fantasy show, so uh, we're going to get your team ready for week six. Now, we're already kind of in the middle. It's kind of a funky week. Like some some leagues might have had Monday in their league. Some leagues <laughs> might have... Only Jared. Only Jared did that. Whatever. <laughs> only Jared decided Monday was a new week. And um, not part sorry, of it doesn't last matter. Week and Memorial Day weekend. Kansas City and... That's, that's uh, only Jared. And who else? Who played Monday? Kansas City and Louisville. Sorry. I don't know how many teams are players are owned on those teams, so it didn't really put you in a pinch. Um, so there's a lot of weekend games left. We had one game tonight where Washington tied Chicago one to one. So, but there's a ton of Friday, Saturday, Sunday games ahead. So Holly, we want to talk about breakthrough of the week. So what's a player that's kind of been meddling in that middle territory, hasn't really broke out, had that big game yet? Um, that's ready to bust through this weekend. Yeah, I've got Simone Charlie uh, for ACFC. She's been playing limited min- minutes coming back from an injury. And I feel like ACFC is still looking to see where she fits in the attack. So she's not getting as many looks so far. She's gotten, you know, six points was the most she's gotten in any week so far in terms of fantasy. Um, you know, but last year when she started, she proved she can have that 20 point week. You know, she did that a couple of times in 2021. And this week, ACFC is going to be playing her old team, Portland. So I think it might be an opportunity for her to go back uh, to to Portland and go off. Going, going back, back to Oregon. LL Cool J would not be proud. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring as Callie. No. Oregon. You knew that when you started. Going to Oregon. Um, you're confident that Simone Charlie is going to break through this week on the road? I am Portland? not confident about that. I'm what? saying it could happen. Jared, <laughs> I'm not confident about any of my breakthrough happen. picks. Wow. We're gonna, I'm going to be honest here. Way to just shit all over the segment. <laughs> I'm not. You know? Here I thought. Go. Here we go. Come on. Maybe that was like a. This is an interesting angle. No, I like this. You got to like this. I'm going to say right me. now, I, I love Simone Wait, Charlie. Can we roll that back? Ask me that question again for the sake of. Oh, not that. No, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of the podcast. 
Ask me, ask me my... Who's going to break through this week? No, ask me my confidence level. How yeah. confident are you that Simone Charlie is going to break through this week? I'm super confident. I <laughs> think that she's she's fierce on the field. She's a beast. She's dangerous. And I think she's going to go off on her old team this week. Okay. I'm going to respectfully disagree on that one with you. But if you've got Simone Charlie on your team and you like Holly because Holly is winning our league, maybe you want to listen True. to her. Uh, I like Casey Murphy goaltender or right is that the, is that wrong when i say i guess i guess a keeper because that's the name of our show yeah, i was saying why is yeah, it tender like on. it's hockey branding branding um, let's yes. go yeah uh casey murphy keeper for the courage okay last year she was like debatably 70 percent way through the season like the mvp like right there oh yeah but this year she was she, my mvp for she sure. sat out well you know, actually, like that's not true. three games She's come back. She scored nine points. Scored seven. No double-digit marquee performance yet. Um, but she's hovering, and she faces Louisville, who's only scored six goals in six games this year, and they're coming off a short week because they just played on Monday. I think it's a which, recipe- if your Jared is still this week, recipe. Here we go. That's great. Um, recipe for a clean sheet and a few saves this week. Like it, 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 it mean, it just is. If you've got Murph, do not sit her. What do you think? It's a, come on. That's a, that, she's going to break through. Uh, Best uh, game of the year. Uh, Carolina's last in the league right now, and they haven't won a game. So I your potential that's... for clean sheets is not looking great. They're not giving up. Like Carolina doesn't give up. I, I want to look at it. They are dead last. Dead but last. But guess how many goals they've given up? Six in four games. Their problem is offense. I'm talking strictly. Casey Murph. Knock. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Six goals. All right. So I think she got she could break through. All right. Who else you got? I got Carson Pickett. This is more maybe wishful thinking for me. Has she not had a big game yet? Dude, she led the league I'm in looking. fantasy points for a defender by a mile in the Challenge Cup. She scored me mm-hmm. one point last week and nine the week before. Come oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, not, and then she just didn't play. Like, yeah. When she hurt. Yeah, she, yeah, was, she hurt. was coming off injury. But, I mean, this is... Come on. And it's, I think it's partially, cup. it's, you know, it's no clean sheets for North Carolina. North Carolina won the Challenge Cup. They're dead last in the league right now. So, I mean, I just, my defender really needs to pick it up. Pick it up? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm going to take full credit for that. No. Accidental genius. Yes, I am. Oh, we need that. We need a drop. We need an accidental genius drop. I don't yeah. really think I have anything cool for that. I don't. Yeah, you're really slacking on your drops lately. You have more drops on your iPhone for random things in Call of Duty than you do for our podcast. What's this? I'm just gonna this say is, that right uh, now. This is MTV punked, and you've been punked. <laughs> they're they're actors. I'm an actor. They're, they're an actor. actor. They're, all, they're actors. all actors. And you've been punked. Okay, we're playing that drop when. Uh, one year predictions doesn't go through. That, You've that, just been that, punked. That makes no sense. All and right. They, and I just like that drop. All right. Uh, here All right. it comes. Who, who you ready? You, you ready? I'm ready. Shea Groom. What? <laughs> I said it. Okay. I know. I couldn't believe it. Back but, it up. Come on. Okay. If you have to take a flyer on someone this week who th- you think might bust through and it's just been on your roster sitting there and Shea Groom's the perfect candidate for this because... You know that she's been sitting on some teams. She's been sitting on a roster in our league, and Jason can't drop her because she just has that it factor somehow. Still, from two years ago from the Challenge Cup, still has that still has that fire. But come on. She plays Orlando. Orlando bleeds goals. They've given up 
12 goals this year. They're giving up an average. They're also newbies. And she's two goals all over per them. game they're giving up. Okay? So it's ripe for that. Um, it's worse in the league. And Houston's playing really well. They haven't lost since week one. And and she puts up a few shots on goal, you know, a, a game, every game, every other game. I think one of those shots on goal is going to go in. So I think you got to give Shea Groom a shot here, especially if you need, like, a shot in the arm. Like, Houston, watch out. Like, they look good. Like, they got wiped by San Diego early. And then since then, though, looking nice, looking all good. All right. Oh, yeah, can I have a little, now that I mentioned Houston, Nichelle Prince should no. be played. No, should no. be picked up. No. She's an assist. Never follows through. She's got assists on assists here. She's got like two weeks in a row of assists. Just watch her. It's, her She's and Daly are clicking. Convert. Okay. What do you mean convert? She just never converts to points in fantasy. All right. Well, this is going to be this is going to okay. be a one-off. It's not going to be a pattern. Okay. Who do you have? Who else? Let's do you put have? it on a post-it note. See, I like this last one you have. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be the because I don't know if this is a breakthrough. This... She's already kind of broke through, kind of. No, because her fantasy points score is is not impressive. Okay. But Diana Ordonez yeah. for North Carolina, she's starting in the nine for the Courage. She scored last week. She's the sixth pick overall out of Virginia this year's draft, and she plays in the Mexican national team. And I just think there's a ton of uh, unrealized potential there, and I'm waiting for it to catch fire. I like that you chose someone that wasn't on a team in our league, right? She's not picked up. She's not picked up. Like you've got... She hasn't merited being picked up yet. Who's but Charlie? Who, she's who's going got Charlie to. in her league? Jeannie? Jason. Jason's got Charlie. Yeah. You've got Pickett and you go Ordonez. Like, honestly, could be rostered. Like, like someone should maybe pick her up, put her put her on the bench. Mm -hmm. Maybe me. Honestly, I'd rather have this next player that I've I've picked. All right. Um I've got, got Taylor Corniak. I mean, this is maybe of the list I made. I this and Murphy are my two favorites, but she's tied for second in the league with 16 shots. Zero goals. Hasn't put anyone in the back of the net. There, no one else. The next closest player is Fishlock, who has no goals, but has 10 shots. Of course, uh, someone on my team. Uh, big surprise. But <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time. And she faces Kansas City, who will be on short rest after also playing on Monday. We mentioned Louisville. So I think you get, and, and, on, and San Diego, best team in the league right now. Um, and Cornex just, she's flirting around the goal every week. And to not, I mean, she, it's literally Rose Lavelle and then her, you know, like in shots this year, yeah. she's all over it. Um, and by the way, side note, a, yeah. great draft pick by me to draft Lavelle this year because she's a monster in shot taking mm. and shots on goal right now. Continue. Okay. Breaking news. <laughs> Lavelle's good. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I'm thinking about <laughs> seriously picking her up live on the show. Um, but I just don't know who to drop because I'd have to drop like Klingenberg or something. Wait, she's not rostered right now? No. She was. No, she was. It was last year. She's she didn't get drafted this year? No, not at My all. My bad. So, I mean, I'm tempted to, to drop Klingenberg or Didasco and just to make a spot because what's Klingenberg doing? You know, like I kind of want to get Korniak, um, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. I'm not going to do it live on the air. I'll probably do it right when we're done. <laughs> but I, she's going to she's gonna score or she's going to get something. Big week. Uh, Holly. Yes. I want to talk about some pew power. All right. Pew, That's pew, pew. first of all, this is horrible. Why? What's wrong? You like pew power, pew, pew, pew. You don't like that? I know. Pew, pew, lisic, 
It just reminds me of our four and a half year old nephew taking his shoes off and sticking his feet in my face at the table in the restaurant and going pew, pew, pew. Ew. Yeah. No, that's weird. Well, he did that. You were there. I know, but that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so. All right, pew power. I I love it. Get it. So I broke this down and then I broke this down before she played tonight because we're recording this on Wednesday. And but then after the game was over, I decided to I made some additions and some tweaks. So, okay, Mal Pugh, Holly, is one of the three most important players to her team in the NWSL. Okay? Yes. Along with Alex Morgan and Rachel Daly. You're not going to get me to budge on these three people. No, that's that's fair. So that's yeah, fair. you're going to agree with all three? That's that, that they're the most important people on their team? Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. In the league. No, I mean, but not just each team. I'm saying in the league, the most important people to their team. Yes. Yes. Those three. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can we argue that? Can we argue that with goalies? Mm. Goalie's never the most important person on their team. Mm. Can we argue that with like uh, like a playmaker, like a ten? I say I go. I, I mm. you, know, you go Portland. You go. You could take Smith off the team, and they still got the Portland yeah, mentality. Stacked. Yeah. You take Lavelle off of uh, OL Rain. They still they're still, still stacked. stacked. Yeah. Okay. So and then but what happens? when You take Morgan and Daly off of the. They're terrible. No offense. And here's the proof. Proofs in the pudding. Pro- proofs in the puding. So, uh, <laughs> um, Mal Pugh, you were, you were so excited. Your I just, face, I know. you were so excited yeah. about that. <laughs> she has only played 156 minutes this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has 55 fantasy points in 156 minutes. It's pretty stellar. Three goals. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Eight shots on goal. And that was without, she didn't score tonight. Chicago's one Oh, and two in those games. They've outscored opponents seven to five, but it's Orlando, Portland, and uh, um, Washington. So it's it's a decent decent lineup. Their possession average is fifty one. It's over fifty one percent, fifty one point three. Their passing accuracy is eighty point seven percent. Okay, um, they have thirty seven shots in those games that she's played and nineteen on goal. Okay, this is what Chicago does without Pew. The first two games, one and one. They, were, they had three total goals against three total goals against Louisville and San Diego. Possession average was 44.5%. So 7%, almost 7, no, almost 7% less. 17 shots, okay, compared to 37. That's one extra game. So in one extra game, they get 20. And then shots on goal, six in those two games. And now they have 19 in the next three that Pew is on out there. So it's three times as many in just one extra game. And the passing accuracy was over 80% when she's on the field. It was 66.9 when she when she's not in the lineup. Giant. Like, I think, and, and they're just inching her back. And I feel like, are they smarter than everyone else? Like, I used to just ream on Chicago. But now, you are they, like, just playing the minutes game? Like, play 45 minutes, we'll get the tie. Play 45 minutes, we'll get the win. And then as we get later on, she's going to be the freshest player. Because I was looking at this. Mm, that's interesting. Alex Morgan leads the league in goals with six, but she's played 466 minutes. Okay, Alex Morgan, this is someone who's got mileage. Okay? I mean, you look at... Wow. Mal Pugh. Wow, you're going to want to roll that back. Mileage. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, there's a lot of mileage. There. She's played a lot of games, and she's they're asking a lot of her. And okay. I said, when I, and then, okay, you ready for this? All right. The next, the tied for second in goals are Pugh, Hatch, Smith, and Daly. Mm-hmm. Hatch has played 421 minutes, Smith 341, and Daly 449. There's one minute she hasn't played. That's it of all the games. 
these teens are asking so much of their stars. And I just said earlier that uh, Daly and Morgan and Pugh are the three most important players of their team. But if they're going to be ahead by hundreds of minutes and then thousands of minutes by the time we get to August and September, how yeah. fresh is she going to be? Now, fantasy, you go, well, this can't be good for fantasy. But I, I kind of I beg to differ. Like, Pugh played... 45 minutes, one game and scored two goals. Like maybe she's at her best. Maybe you don't want her playing 90 minutes. Maybe you want her playing 60 or less every game and you get the best she can get. And I'm not saying she can't play 90, but if she just has fresher legs than everyone else, like she's played two full games yeah, less. I mean, and she's also such Smith. an impactful player and she, she, you know, I mean, she, she can go off on the national team as much as she can go off for Chicago and, and just score. I mean, she was my number one in in the league draft pick for this year yeah and, and, and i she just think scored six no, points tonight only I, six. but i see your point i think you know if you have someone that's that good and you're you're resting them like they're they're gonna be dangerous in the second half of the season because they're already dangerous they're already better than everyone else yeah uh, this is just chatting up you know it's just it's not i'm not breaking any new ground but honestly i don't i think people don't realize um you know, I think she gets a little, I, I just don't think she, she's one of the best players in the league. I think she, she's number one for me of the most important team for a player for their team right now. It's the number one on my list and it's, no one's challenging her, but it's just, it's stunning. And now this could be a little bit like pro baseball, you know, where you, oh, they're batting over 500 because it's the first 10 games. I get it. She had a, she's eased into it. I, I don't know. I, I give it a few more weeks, but um, if you can do anything in your fantasy league to acquire her, like I would go out and trade anybody straight up for her right now. I mean, I don't, I mean, okay, no, go on. I'll take that back. Anybody that's playing um, <laughs> for fantasy that, that I, I'm going to roll that back. I'm going to dial that back. I'm not trading Smith uh, because she just plays so much. And so, and she's, She's honestly the second most efficient person in the league behind Pew, like of a, a pure scoring efficiency. Yeah. But I, 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 be, I think you're crazy. If I came up to Jeannie and said, I'll trade you Pew for Alex Morgan, I think she should take that. That's what I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Pew, 100%. you're thinking, I'm going to get, I'm, you know, tonight she was not even listed on the starting lineup, but I'm like, yeah. I'm still putting her in. Because she, I knew she'd get in the second half, right. and she still put up six points in a, in the second without scoring or getting an assist. Right, but she's—I mean, you know—I think over time she's going to put up more points than Morgan because she's she's not only going to score goals, she's going to score assists. And, yeah, yeah. So that's my pew break, or pew breakdown, or pew. Yeah, pew break sounds horrible. That's a terrible one. Can I just dial that back? <laughs> yeah. it's a, what did I, I liked it before pew power. All right. Yeah, don't don't shame. My nicknames. It's if you're gonna make horrible dad joke puns, I'm I'm never not gonna shame whatever. you. Whatever. <laughs> it's time to get bold. <laughs> I hope those question marks on the rundown mean something. Uh, they mean that I forgot about the D block. Hold on. Let you think about it. It's time for bold predictions. Cool. Bold predictions, weekend style, here in Keepers. Uh, my bold prediction is Jess Fishlock scores over 20 points versus Chicago. Now, Chicago's got a good D. And now you're saying, well, hey, Jess Fishlock put 20, over 20 points last week. Well, they, she played twice. So, you know, there's a wrinkle there. I think with Chicago, short week. Fishlock, I mentioned, she's one of the better players that's gotten a lot of shots off, but just hasn't put one in the back of the net. 
I've got, oh, thanks, Jared. Um, I've got uh, two scenarios here. I'm thinking one goal, two shots on goal, three shots, two tackles, two key passes for 22 points, or one assist, two shots on goal, three shots, four tackles, three key passes for 23 points. All right. <laughs> Those are my two options. We'll do the math next yeah, episode. She's going into Chicago and she's doing it. All right. What do you got? What's bold? All right. Put this one on the post-it note for later. Oh, I'm going to put it right here. My prediction is that Nashville gets an expansion team in the next round of expansion teams. Okay, let's let's bring this to a fantasy uh, talk. Yeah. Who does Nashville, who who do they get? Who oh, do they get? I don't know. Who do they get, Jerry? Who you doesn't tell get me. protected? Who doesn't get protected? Yeah, who doesn't get protected? You know, like, who could you see a team being like, yeah, we're parting ways. Like, we could, I could, we, you know, um, that's tough. Nashville. Who wants to? Who wants to go to Nashville? Who's from that? Na- who's from Tennessee? Who's from that area? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I look at a team that would maybe is stacked, like someone from. I think someone from Oil Rain or Portland. Like you know, how many how many years Definitely. can you protect? Like maybe Crystal yeah. Dunn. Like maybe Portland is dumb and gets rid of her. I don't know, man. She they they've got her so ingrained in you know. She was on maternity leave this year, but she did all their PR and all their promos and announced their games. And they've got her so ingrained in that community. I, I don't see that one. You know it would be huge? I think it'd be cool if Cincinnati got a team and got Rose Lavelle. Like that, because they've been rumored. <laughs> You're such a homer. No, I, I don't even like this. Cincinnati- even on the list. No, Cincinnati's Cincinnati. been rumored. They've been rumored, yes. By there's who? A, there's, a pro, there's, a, there's a men's team Jared there. Gilkerson is starting a rumor. No, it's it's there. And then Rose Lavelle goes it. back to hometown. I hate Cincinnati. I'm from Columbus. It's a horrible city. <laughs> I hate it. Shit Cincinnati. It's what we call it. Now, but it, I Rose Lavelle going to play, it's like Kristen Press coming to LA. You know, Lavelle had that homecoming when she played there for the national team. It was yeah, awesome. Like so there is amazing. a there's a and that's how you start a team out. You bring a hometown star to the team. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in the books. Holly. Jared. Um, you are on the top of our league. Yes. You're four and one. Yes. Your next closest challenge is myself and Jeannie at three and three apiece. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've got this in the bag? First of all, that math doesn't add up. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, I know what happened. But yes. Doy. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. You did not just... No. No. Uh-uh. I don't I, know you. I know it happened. No. Uh, we've only had five games. I'm two and three. Jeannie is three and two. Oh, you just didn't want to say that. She's in second. <laughs> no, it's because I, I gave Pew six points tonight. That's what happened. So your next closest challenge is, is Jeannie. She's only a, a game behind. Do you think that Jeannie... I've got this in the bag. Nobody beats my team this year. Or Jason putting up over 100 points this past week doesn't doesn't get you worried that he's got a little mo. I mean, Huerta went off and got, what, 40-something 48 points? 48 points, yeah. 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 Two games. So. Yeah. Well, Holly doesn't feel nervous, but uh, she should be because we're, we're charging. Come at me, bro. Yeah. If you've got any uh, questions or, uh, you know, you just want to hit us up, hit us up on Soch. What's our socials, Holly? <laughs> Uh, I've got it. It's uh, at Wild Woso, at Jared underscore radio, or at Keepers Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter with any fantasy questions or concerns, and we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. Yep. Okay. Later. Later.